Welcome in. This is Chad and Larry with the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. It is Friday. Glad to have you with us. And welcome to South Carolina. If you're just getting here and this is the first time you've been on our radio program, hope stay tuned. You might learn a few things about real estate in South Carolina. Well, this is The Point Radio, which specializes in local personalities like ourselves, and we are the real estate folks, and hopefully uh, you'll get some good information about what's happening in the market today. One of the things we were talking about before we started, and this wasn't our topic for the day, but it's interesting (laughs) enough. It kind of ties in with what we were going to discuss is this um, 93-acre development in Lake Murray or at Lake Murray, it was called Smallwood Cove. Um, people were excited about it. It would be like a almost a $800 million project to develop um, 1,100-home um, community, um, a beach. You know, it sounded pretty nice. However, as what happens sometimes, uh, you know, residents have an opportunity to express their concerns and opinions, and uh, there was a group of people who had some real concerns about traffic, which is always a concern in Lexington. If you've ever rode rode through Lexington, um, starting about four o'clock, maybe three, I don't know. Sometimes at noontime, yeah. it's just yeah. it's just a nightmare coming through there. And I know people have experienced this in the northeast side of town as well. Going down Killian Road seems like a forever congestion uh, traffic jam. So we see this um, throughout communities, and this is one of the major concerns. So it looks like it is nixed right now. The attorney for the owner sent a letter to county council and said, you know, we have another meeting scheduled, but we're withdrawing. We don't need to come to the meeting. We kind of get your idea that you don't want it to happen. There's too many concerns, so we're not going to do it. And, you know, this is something that comes up when you see developments coming you know, there's usually people that, that want to express their concerns. You know, okay, what does this mean for me living around here? What does it mean for traffic? What does it mean for my kids? Which is important, but you also have to recognize that when you say long enough that you don't want something, then people get the idea there's no need to go there. You know, it's kind of like a Yogi Berra, it's so busy no one goes there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> this famous line, you know. At some point, people do stop. And they're like, you know, that's too much. It's just not enough. I don't have enough wherewithal to to continue to face these questions. And, the, uh, you know, I'm sure the folks spent a lot of money with plans, with drawings, architectural things, submitting stuff. And then to have it kind of, uh, you know, go to a hearing and it's like, okay, it, it's got to be disheartening. Yeah, we, you know? we have um, and I, the regulations are the things we'll be talking about, I guess, today, Chad, that what how government puts regulations on things. And right now, I think the Homeowners Association and other people see these regulations have slowed construction way down, not just the price of material, but the regulations builders have to go through to build. It's always like a uh, a plus and a minus, always, just like with anything else, right? You're in a strong HOA neighborhood. That's good in a lot of ways because... You know, some your neighbor doesn't ever cut their grass. They will get fined, or the grass will be cut um, if you're in a neighborhood that has a strong HOA that's functioning. And things like, you know, a lot of HOAs have, um, you know, an architectural review part. You know, hey, if you're going to add on to your house, it needs to meet these certain yeah. criteria. Um, in our neighborhood, I don't think they allow us to have solar panels. 
And I think the reason why is we don't want them on the front of the house. Now, you might get an exception if it's in the back of the house, but these are the kind of things you run into. Right. Well, we to give an idea how certain things affect price, we're doing a house right now, Chad, and I told you the next-door neighbor came over and congratulated me. He said, you just added value to my home. Right. And that's because we're redoing a home next door to Well, that. and the thing is, that neighborhood is not an HOA neighborhood. No. So the house was completely... I mean, it was bad. You know, the yard was terrible. They had dogs all in the yard. Uh, you know, I think they had a little farm or something. They had a farm. Uh, something. So we, we we see this now, not having the HOA. So there's benefits of having the HOA. But a lot of folks say, you know, I don't want an HOA because I don't want anybody telling me what to do. You know, I have a uh, wonderful story of the HOA in, in our neighborhood. When we first moved into our house, we have a room over the garage. And my father-in-law came to live with us. You're my father, but my father-in-law <laughs> came to live with us for a little well, while. Let me come, right? No, you can come too, but it'd be better for you now because what happened is our air just couldn't keep up in the summer up there in the room over the garage. Nobody was ever there. We hardly used it. And so we put him up there. We put a little window unit up there to help. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not kidding. Within two hours, there was a letter in our mailbox. You are violating the HOA policies in our neighborhood. And so I called and I was like, you know, my father-in-law is 82 years old, and we just, you know, we are looking at getting the air conditioner upgraded or whatever, but, um, you know, he needs the air conditioner up there. And so here's here's what's so great. They were so gracious. They said, okay, well, you can leave it for a little while, but we will monitor it, and as soon as he's gone, you must remove it imme- immediately. Oh. So isn't that nice? Yeah, they're going to come monitor your house every day. <laughs> right. And you know what's crazy? You know, when you walk around the neighborhood, there's another house on the back of the neighborhood that has a window unit that's been there forever. <laughs> sticking out of the window. And it's like, you know, because ours is kind of more on the main drag, you they see it. see it going down the road. But, you know, the thing with these HOAs, there's usually someone, if it's a functioning one, who their mission in life mm-hmm. is to address any shortcomings on the HOA. Mm-hmm. You know, that's keepers a, of the law. Yes, keepers of the law. So it's a good thing, but, you know, it also can have the negative effect of that. Now, you know, if there were window units hanging out of every ha- every house, you know, they just want it to look a uniform look. And so these are kind of some of the things that you'll see with, with these things. A lot of folks we run across, say, I don't want a neighborhood with an HOA. You know, I have a camper or I have a boat and I want to park it in my driveway. You know, that kind of stuff's not going to fly usually in a HOA neighborhood. You have to put it behind the house or have a covered area. It's for your benefit, but it also can be like, are you serious? Yes. You know, and so on the larger scale, though, what we're we're going to mention today is regulations and how that affects home prices, building, uh, you know, everything that you do with your house, not just the uh, the HOA regulations, but... The you got, um, we call this in real estate license law, police power. Sounds great, doesn't it? Well, it is police. It's power. It's police power. So this is what it, what the legal term is called for people who can enforce, or the governments. You have your local governments, your cities, your municipalities, your state, and your federal. They have police power. They mm-hmm. can do some things, and they can make life difficult if they want to. And they can help. Sometimes. And they can help. So we're going to kind of discuss that. And um, one of the things to kind of um, 
start this off that we wanted to mention is that there was another rate hike, another quarter point rate hike in the last Fed meeting. And so right now, I don't know if Erica will call, but this will be interesting if she does. So the Fed's uh, 11th uh, rate hike in their last 12 meetings. What's crazy about this is not that they're raising interest rates. It's it's the speed and the consistency at which they're doing it every time they meet. Exactly. So you've had um, interest rates um, go significantly up, and so – uh, we haven't seen this for 22 years, <laughs> this level of, of rate hike increase. So uh, this is a great place to pause and uh, join us back on the other side of the break, and we'll kind of delve into this some more. Welcome back. This is Chad and Larry with the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. I would encourage you to join us also. If you don't have time to listen to the whole show, uh, grab it on our podcast, palmettorealestatepros.com. You can find it or really on uh, Anchor FM, I think was bought out by another one, but any podcast place, you can usually find it. But the easiest way to find it is go to our website, palmettorealestatepros.com. Check us out there. You can check out the past episodes. Today, what we're talking about is inflation, supply and demand, and a little bit of what happens with regulations and how that affects us as um, as as in the real estate industry. But it doesn't just affect us. It affects every single everybody, person. Everybody. And um, really, you know, we, we talked about before the break that the Fed has met in the last 12 meetings they've raised a rate. 11 times in the seven last times. huh seven times well they've they've raised rates in their last 12 meetings they've raised rates 11 yeah. of the 12 times 11 of the 12 yeah so this year i think it may be seven or seven something just this, this year. year just this year You're right so it's a lot and the, the the plan is not to stop you know it's not to stop right now and there's some good good information get out there and you know we were uh, talking about this on the way to uh, the studio this morning that uh you know when you think about inflation inflation is an imbalance of supply and demand and so when you have more supply and not enough demand you have a problem and when you have more demand and not enough supply you also have a problem right now we have a lot of demand like if we just look at the real estate industry we have demand there is demand and there's not enough supply. So what the Fed is doing is trying to limit demand. But another way to fix it would be to what? Increase supply. Yeah. And so how do you do that? Well, you could do that by loosening up on the regulations. Absolutely. You could do that by incentivizing builders to build. Absolutely. And so what happens is just like in this this uh this article we were reviewing with the 93 acres in in Lexington. And I'm not saying it's the Lexington town's fault that this fell through or not happening. It could be the residents there didn't like whatever the reason. But whenever you raise up obstacles after obstacle, which really creates more money cuz every time you you ask for something new, uh, ask for another provision as the police power, which we talked about earlier, which would be the police power are those entities that have the authority to ask and demand and uh, get 
things that, that they want. So some of the things that cities and councils will do, like for commercial developments, they'll say, hey, you need to have so many trees in the parking lot or, or mixed in. You need to have some greenery. These things are good. I mean, they're not bad. They're not bad because they create a, a uniform look for an area. You know, if you go down to Hilton, atmosphere. right? If you go to Hilton Head, you'll notice that all the signs you can't read any of the signs because they're down on the ground. They're down on the ground. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting. I mean, it, it looks good though. It looks good. Yeah. But when you're down, you're like, there's trees covering this. What is that? Walmart? Okay, yeah, I think I see the Walmart. Okay, so but the, all the stuff looks the same, yeah. and that's what they want, and that's fair because everything's the same, right? can't read any of those that's right we just make it where it's harder to read but you know not in every case but uh, um, but you will go buy it sometimes yes turn around right they don't have the big sign lit up you know 50 feet in the air like like sometimes you see but these are these are regulations this is police power but think about this um just like with the simple example of we want 20 percent greenery in in the parking area or at this development does that add cost yes so is it bad? No, no, but it does add cost. Oh. And so this is just a simple thing. But um, we were looking at an article from 2021. Do you remember what the uh, how much money um, the average house just on a residential property? How much would you guess uh, would would be going toward paying for the regulatory statutes? It was. A huge amount. I can't remember the amount, but it just stunned me when I. Read it was it. like ninety three thousand dollars. Yes. Uh, and, now, and they, what time? Link. That that was in two thousand twenty one. Yeah. But that that's considering nationally. Yeah. So houses that are high, houses that are low, the uh, some of the information I saw was about twenty six to thirty percent could be regulatory. Now, what is that? Well, that could be you know you have to have a certain. Uh, type of, um, you know, hot water heater in your house. These are some things we're, we'll talk about. What about stoves? We've heard talk about stoves. Is this, uh, you know, so there's all kinds of things that go into constructing a home. Uh, you know, a, a resale property, it may be grandfathered in, but building a new home, the builders have to count all the costs associated with. Um, and then what is the profit margin going to be? I have to make a profit. I can't stay in business. Well, we do the same thing on a rehab, Chad. Exactly. I mean, we've got to count everything, and then you got to bring it up to code if it's not there. Mm. That's right. And I think we have a wonderful guest calling in. Erica, are you with us? I'm here. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Are you back from vacation? I am. But Did you feel bad me. about I'm... leaving and us having to work? You don't want to answer that. I Never mind. No. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Erica, ask Chad if he feels bad about going to Carowinds and leaving us here to do all the work. Exactly. I did. I was was in guilt all day long, so I did feel terrible. (laughs) No, I will tell you, I do feel bad because we're leaving tomorrow to go to North Myrtle, but I'm going to work. I took took last week off, and I really did the bare minimum, Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sit, apparently, have y'all heard that uh, Myrtle Beach has got crystal clear blue water? Oh, yeah, I did hear about that. We'll have so to I'm gonna check that out. I'm going to take my computer out there and sit under an umbrella and work while I look at that beautiful, I can't, and I will let y'all know if it's true. I, I can't believe it. Yes, Dirty take Myrtle some photos, Erica, and and uh, I hear she's saying she's going to work. I don't believe that. <laughs> you, you shouldn't. Take... I am because I don't mind. Okay. I enjoy it. 
I enjoy it. So uh, we had a big week in mortgages. We had a lot of reports come out. We've got a lot of new information to share with everybody. Oh, oh man. So we first had the FHFA report came out that showed that home values for 2023 are on track to appreciate 7% for the entire year, which means that values are holding strong and they're improving. And we all know that that's because there's no inventory, right? Supply exactly. demand. So that was the first report that came out. Uh, we had the, the Federal Reserve meeting on Wednesday where they increased the Fed rate from five and a quarter to five and a half. The mortgages on Wednesday responded favorably because we were anticipating that. However, the jobless claims report came out yesterday. And guess what the jobless claims report showed? That unemployment is at the lowest level that it's been in two years. And so we had a rough day in mortgage interest yesterday. Now, you and I both know that sometimes there's a knee-jerk reaction when some of these reports come out and that once somebody really digs in and analyzes it, the market usually corrects itself when they find deficiencies in the reports. And the reason why this is very important is because everybody keeps asking me, you guys, when rates are going to come down. And I tell them it's very simple. Inflation must get to 2% and unemployment must rise. That is when we will see a relief in mortgage rates. And, and, and Erica, you know, we, we just had a report. Come out exactly. And we yes. just had a report that uh, the GDP was at 2.8%, um, which is good news. but <laughs> It's better news. It's, it's good news, but it's not, it, it, that's not going to, it's going to extend the rate hikes. Yes. Because they're trying to cool the economy, and when and and when the yep. economy is growing, it's not cooling, and That's so right. it's an inverse thing, you know. And so it's it's very, um, we may see this until things begin to change and inflation starts to come down. No, I, I agree. So it's funny because the inflation report that came out this month that that was uh, giving us June twenty twenty three data, which replaces essentially June twenty twenty two data had year-over-year year uh, year inflation at 3%, which... We're close. I think that's pretty darn good. It is. But I don't know how much it's going to take to move that ticker another percent down. Well, and, and, so, and it's painful like, to do it. Uh, every time they do it, it, it is it, it creates more pain. Yeah. It's painful. And so I want to make sure that people out there understand. Um, I think that maybe you guys... Uh, you know, when we say, hey, buy now, refinance later, we absolutely, absolutely still mean that 100%. But we need to be very clear on when that refinance time is going to come. I don't think it's going to be in six months. It could be. It could be. But we need to be pre prepared financially to hold on to this mortgage rate and these terms for what I perceive to be 18 to 24 more months. I do think that we will see a little bit of cooling off in interest rates next year because it's an election year. I think it'll be more towards the end of summer and the fall when we head into election because you and I always know that that's, we see that every, every election year. Um, but do I think it's going to be enough to where people start to feel relief? No, we've got to see that, that inflation rate at 2% and we're going to have to see a little crack in the jobs market for us to actually see some significant moving in interest rates down. Exactly. There I, you go. I agree. That's what I got. And and so you a vacation well deserved and look what all the information you came back with. That's amazing. Good job. I try. <laughs> exactly. I try. 
And then she's going to work this weekend, too. And crystal the, clear water. That's right. So, Erica, enjoy yourself. I'm going to call you. I'm going to call y'all next week from the beach. Send us photos. Yeah, send us photos. All right, Erica, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Have a great day. All right, you Bye. too. You too. Bye-bye. Folks, if you're looking for someone to help you navigate the process of the mortgage part of the buying, you need to get in touch with Erica right away. She knows her stuff. Um, and it's not just knowing the stuff, the the big market stuff. It's how does it affect you? What about you? What does it look like when you go to buy a house? And she's working with several of our clients right now, right. helping them through this process. And and uh, rates may not be as shocking as you think they are once you start the process. But you got to start the process, even if you're not ready. And you think of what Erica said. In 18 to 24 months, rates may be going down. If you're not ready, start now. Start now. Start okay. now, because then when it does get really good if if things start to change even if it doesn't you're in a position where you can now be a homeowner and not just a renter that's right we'll be right back Welcome into the Palmetto Real Estate Pros on the Point Radio, your local radio station in the Midlands, and actually throughout anywhere now, through podcasts, anybody can listen anywhere they want, not just to our show, but I'm sure this show as well. Just follow that link. As a matter of fact, we have it on our website. If you go to palmettorealestatepros.com, you can listen online, you can listen uh, through the podcast, and so we'd encourage you to do that. Today on the show, we're talking about inflation and regulatory concerns or issues related to uh, owning a home. We mentioned that with inflation, just as Erica was mentioning, we have a supply and demand imbalance. And we know that the Fed's role, their job, is to get inflation to 2%. That's what their goal is. And so with their goal being supposedly laser focused on that outcome of two percent inflation their 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 i guess um mission is a financial mission to get the regulatory or get the not the regulatory but the inflation to two percent so their tools are kind of limited they can decrease the balance sheet of money that they've taken in. I, I think I'd heard $9 trillion in money they've bought back from the Treasury, which is insane. So it's like we're basically buying money from ourselves, taking money from ourselves onto their balance sheet. So they're getting rid of the money on their balance sheet or the, the cash reserves. And they're also raising interest rates to cool the economy. And uh, something we've talked about many times, we probably need to also clarify is that when they raise the federal fund rate they're not raising the mortgage rates per se they're raising the rate that banks borrow money from them them. and so obviously what happens when the bank has to pay more they pass that on to the consumer which the idea is it cools the economy well we just saw a jobs report and um, you know, new data today, I think it was released 2.8 or maybe it was yesterday, um, growth, which is good. It means we're not in a recession, but it also means they're not done yet because the economy's not cooled. That's right. What we were talking about on the first, um, hour, the first, uh, when, our first, first segment, <laughs> yeah, was 
that there's two ways to fight inflation. It's, you know, it could be supply. We could, if we could figure out how to add more supply, then it, the prices would go down. Correct. So deflation is when there's more supply and the prices go down. And so we're not in that, that no, mode right now. We're not there by a long shot. Yeah. And so part of the problem is that we've got um, people want to buy houses and inventory is kind of stuck. And so prices, I mean, it's kind of like you don't have a choice. Well, Chad, just in your opinion, right off the cuff, what is the average home price right now in Columbia area or South Carolina? What do you think it is? I think we've looked at it before. I believe it was 220 maybe. I, 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 it's I'd in have... the $200,000 range. And just a few years ago, 150 to 180. 180. Exactly. was the range. And what it does, it puts people in a predicament with their income, keeping up with the price of a house and able to pay mortgage and raise children. Exactly. And, and what you have is kind of like an overlay. Um, and Erica would know this term, too. You guys in the mortgage industry, it's kind of like you, you have the, the policies or um, what the regulation is, what the um rules are basically to get a mortgage so mm-hmm. fha puts that out uh, um, a company may put it out like a, a bank or something like that but you if you have a broker or another company um writing the loan you know to sell it there's overlays a lot of cases like you know they require this but we're also going to ask for this correct so that we make sure we're doubly covered or we have enough information more information than that's they require we we need a little more. Well, this is kind of what you have. Uh, article we came across from the uh, Home Builders Association, National Association of Home Builders, told Congress that burdensome government regulations and mandates which support environmental social governance. This is this term. If you haven't heard this, you will hear it more and more. ESG, environmental, social, and government go- governance. This is kind of overlay. It's not required by the government but yet a lot of companies have decided we're going to go you know we're going to put these in place and uh it it makes it more cumbersome because there's things that aren't really uh you know like required but you know hey we're going to enforce this anyway and so this is something the builders have noticed is causing a problem and and as this goes on the housing industry's ability to increase the production of quality affordable homes has been hampered and they testified in Congress, the NAHB, which is National Association of Home Builders. And uh, they said these ESG policies have already caused some insurance companies to drop out of some areas. Imagine I, that. I, there's been more than one. And and to raise rates on others. And so not every case is because of this ESG policies causing rates to go up. But in many cases, it is. Um, we were talking to some folks we know in Florida, and I think part of it was hurricanes and other stuff, but the the insurance rates there are through the roof. And until, you know, they, they get a handle on that, it's causing a lot of pain to a lot of people. And um, so bank lenders are risking, are being urged to maximize the risk associated with their portfolios, causing concerns. So anyway, it causes a lot of issues. It, it's kind of a... If you cause the person who's building something to increase the burden, the regulatory burden, to build it. Now, this is before they even break ground, right? 
It's like, okay, we got to factor in these ESG policies. We got to factor in the new land use policies for the county. We got to factor in um, the new policies from uh, the EPA, the Biden administration, things that have come down. And we'll talk about it in a second. Some of the stuff is just like, folks, it's kind of crazy. And water and all those kind of right. things they've got to bring into an area that doesn't have it. So all this adds cost. And, um, you know, if you think, well, this sounds great to me, it may be good, That's but true. there is a balance. Like, you know, how much of this is, is it too much to ask people? And, you know, one of the articles I came across here, I don't know if we'll have time to cover today, was how many people believe that people owning homes is a source of a major global warming issue, <laughs> which they want to limit the size of the homes and limit what you can do in your homes. Uh, air conditioners are bad news. Well, um, what about cliff dwellers? Okay, that's apartments, right? Oh, yeah. Now, we call that apartments yeah. <laughs> or uh, condos. Same they, thing. They have the same thing. Right. So we know a lot of the energy uses it comes through our air conditioners, especially in South Carolina. You know, we, we have to have um, the air well, – I say have to, right? Our parents, your parents, I guess – may have been used to not having an air conditioner we had fans you had fans in the windows (laughs) you can do it right you can do it i mean we can survive the indians survived (laughs) but think about this they tell you um the electric companies tell you to put your your heating and air your air on 78 um now i don't know if you've ever been in a house of 78 and it's hot outside but it doesn't feel that great (laughs) it was like it's a little warm it's, it's doable, right? It's better than being outside in 100. Well, if it's 98 degrees and you walk in something 78, it feels cool for a moment. Exactly. So all these things that, that you hear, like afford, the affordability crisis, what's crazy because a lot of the, the reason for that is because we have a supply and demand problem. So another issue, like, you know, look, if um, lumber is super expensive, it's going to cost more to build something. That's a supply and demand problem, too. Yeah, but I don't think right now, Chad, it's the material prices as bad as some of the encumbrances that we put on builders to build and some of the regulatory things that they have to do that may or may not be necessary. Exactly. Um, and here I found this article, okay? So it's, this is the headline. We'll just make it short for our listeners, okay. right? Is housing to blame for climate change? So, folks, it's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault that you live in your house and you use the air conditioner and you use a, have a hot water heater and that you have a gas or electric stove. Mm-hmm. It's your fault. So stop buying those houses. And stop using your air conditioner. Yeah. So here's what I would say. Look, um, in may, you know, We'll just take out whether global warming, you know, all this stuff. And we'll just say, look, you be first, right? You start not using your air conditioner. Let us see how serious you are. And there's other ways to address these things, too. But, um, you know. Sure. Stop it, using gasoline. There was a, a war on um, lawnmowers mm-hmm. I, I've heard about. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, the electric ones, we, we, we just got an electric one. Mm-hmm. So, hey, we want to do our part, right? Yeah. But think about this. The electric vehicle, the electric lawnmower has to be plugged in and charged mm-hmm. from an electric grid. Yeah. So, I mean, are we saving anything? I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> this is a, there's always an opposite, you know, the, the um, thing you learn way back, an op- opposite and equal reaction. Yeah. And so this is how it works. You do something that you think helps. It's like solar panels. We had a show. I mean, there's problems with solar panels. 
Mm-hmm. And there's going to be more down the road. Exactly. So they, and they don't last forever, the 25 years. And then what do you do with them when, when they're, um, you know, no longer of use, they're, they're toxic. You yeah, can't just them throw them in the lamel. Uh, yeah. You send, send them away. <laughs> so these are some of the challenges that are out there. And we'll talk about on the other side of the break, some, some new regulations that's been proposed that, uh, you know, real real good stuff when you start to hear like they they want to take my stove away they want to <laughs> take my hot, hot water heater away no they don't want to take it away they just want you to be responsible you people that are out there aren't responsible with your air conditioner and your your uh your stove and your hot water heater so the police power has to come in and regulate what you can use when you can use it and how good it works it sounds like we're in a foreign country, doesn't it? Well, a little bit, but yeah. thank goodness we still have our freedoms at the moment, and you know we 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 have the ability to, you know, cool and heat our houses, which is great. And voice our concerns. And voice our concerns, like we're doing now, and we're kind of looking at this really from the monetary policy. Does this add cost, and what does it do to your your lifestyle, if you will? Right. Does it affect you personally? Because yeah. a lot of some things are good, Chad. Well, of course, um, but some of it is just over the top. We'll have to discuss that later. Hang on through the break. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back. This is Chad and Larry with the Palmetto Real Estate Pros. It's Friday. Congratulations. We made, <laughs> we made it. it through the week so far. Unless you're listening on the podcast. Yeah. You could be any day of the week you want, sitting in your house, enjoying yourself, relaxing. But right now, it is Friday, and it's about 9.47 in the morning. Welcome into The Point and the Palmetto Real Estate Pros for our final segment. Stay tuned. The most important stuff is coming, right? We are talking about regulations, inflation, all these things, and a kind of heavy topic and how this affects you as the homeowner and um, how um, this, this kind of relates to you individually. You know, a lot of people say, wise one, right? I'm talking to the, the wise one, Mr. Jordan here that the people we elect don't matter. It never matters. It doesn't matter who you vote for. I'm telling you, it matters. It does matter. These things matter because the policies they put in place matter, and it has an impact, some good, some bad. And, um, you know, that's how it works. You know, this is we're in a representative republic. We vote on people um, to represent us, and, uh, you know, we're not a direct democracy, or we would vote on everything. You know, what do you think about this? We'll vote. What do you think about that? Vote. Um, we're in a representative republic, so we have to vote on the people that represent us. Um, and, and Or against them. Or, or against us and, mm-hmm. and hope they represent our views, whatever they may be, whether you're Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal, whatever. You vote on the people that, you know, hopefully you've examined their, uh, their positions and say, you know, I'm in alignment with that. I'm going to vote for that person. And that's that's how it should work, right? You vote for who whoever, and and uh, when they're in office, you can uh, vote them out if you don't like them later. Well, let me make a little comment. I was just looking at something, Chad. I saw where the uh, our government that wants to take care of us, they have what they call an Inflation Reduction Act, and they're sending up to a billion dollars grants to states to help redu- reduce inflation. 
Well, that's a lot of money. I think that could be a million dollars to every person in the state for the most part. So why don't just give me a check? But because that would create inflation. <laughs> but I mean, you think about it, they're giving billion right, each but state they're they're giving um, the money away, um, and really, it could be good in some senses, but it could create inflation because the more supply, and that's a supply it, of money. Yes, you create you know uh, uh, another problem and I'd so i'd rather reduce the government's debt right and that would help but that's that's not a, a good policy right you know i want to not spend money that's that is a policy it is a policy but nobody likes that policy because yeah. you can't say look what i did mm-hmm. i didn't spend anything that's what i did you know think about that position why it's hard not to spend money for a politician because that doesn't work. My policy is I'm not spending any more money. Then uh, I can't send the letters to the constituents saying, look what I did. Just pay your bills, sir. <laughs> well, that would be good. Yeah, just pay the bills. So I got this. Uh, I, I want to take a little prelude because I thought this was good. Okay, so this is uh, from Henry David Thoreau. Oh, I've heard of him yes. before. Happiness is like a butterfly. The more you chase it, the more it will evade you. But if you notice the other things around you, it will gently come and sit on your shoulder. Isn't that great? As we talk about inflation and, uh, you know, housing and all these things. It's just going to come light on your shoulder. If you but you know what? Chasing it. The, and in all this discussion, I've noticed that the more you try, 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 the harder it is sometimes. And when you stop, like, forcing it, it's like it comes to you. And so this does not have nothing to do with our our topic at can but i thought i wanted to get in there before we close i did want to talk about something else though because we're talking about inflation and how these things affect us and regulations how that comes in and imposes a overlay on our our life um and it's interesting because natural gas is one of the cleanest burning um yes, I know where you're going. things that's out there it and we have plenty of it in this this country which is amazing yes it's a gift to us really mm-hmm. and it's clean uh, burning you know efficient. it's it's efficient um so here's what's interesting so i know the some of you guys listening may have heard this that the biden administration proposed banning gas stoves well, people found out about it, and they're like, oh, no, 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 we're not, we didn't ever propose that. We never said that. But what's interesting is they, they actually did. There's oh, documentation sure did. for yeah. it, the EPA. Um, so gas stoves to be banned in New York buildings. This is from the New York Times. So New York, I just thought that was odd. Like, of all the places that need gas, you would think it would be New York. And not only that, think about this. Think about the restaurants, without gas stoves i mean is it across the board i don't know but i just think that's a a very overarching policy position that you're saying you can't have this um access to what you use in your everyday life and not just for an individual but for you know the those those companies those restaurants out there that are using that and i'm telling you heating and air it's next on the agenda i mean i promise you you can mark my words, okay? You can <laughs> write it down. Write this down because air conditioners are next. Now they've already been targeted because we just noticed, like last year, I think it was last Prices. year. Um, our heating and air guys were like, "Look, if you're going to get an air conditioner, get it now." Yes. The efficiency standards. Now that's not bad. Every time you know, hey, we want to raise the efficiency, but it every time you do that is co- costly. It costs more, and 
another thing that happens in many cases is every time you do something, more things break. You know, they don't last like they used to. I mean, you know how it is with your old um, refrigerators, 30-, 40-year-old refrigerators going strong, and now you can't have one five, ten years, and they break. So, you know, I mean, but part of that is because you have to find cheaper parts to put in stuff because everything's more. That's part of the regulation and sometimes side. sometimes you can't find the parts. That's right. And so you have to buy a new one for, right. you know, twice the money. And so these are some of the things we're up against. So here's another one. Um, the This is from the New York Post. Um, Biden administration proposes clamp down on water heaters. Now, this is the thing that heats your water so you can have hot bath showers, wash your clothes, all that stuff. Water heaters could soon be subject to much more stringent efficiency requirements in the recent Department of Energy proposal. It's been criticized and the draft unveiled the Biden administration is seeking to compel most electric water heaters to deploy heat pump technology and gas-fired ones to use condensing technology. I don't know what all that means. I just see money. <laughs> I just see more money. More efficiency, you know, I mean, it's just more money. That's all. And it's probably not going to do the job that the old one did. Um, there's already other talk of everyone being connected to, to the grid electronically so they can um, put your get your electric usage down when they want it down. I mean, this is kind of, um, you think of the most progressive state in the union with uh, ESG policies that we were talking about, environmental government governance, is California. It was crazy. They just made an announcement a couple years ago, last year, that they were going to go to electrified cars. It had to be electric cars. The next week, or maybe the same week, it was almost insane, they had rolling blackouts. Mm -hmm. And so think about this. You have to have an electric car, but you not, might not be able to charge it because we have blackouts. And This is the kind of craziness. It's like we have to be able to think through every step when we make a step. You know, this is the problem. Hey, I'm going to do something because it sounds good. It makes me feel good about myself. I care more than you do about the environment. Therefore, I'm going to do this because I have the police power, the, the power of the government on my side. Well, what does that look like when you do that? In reality. Right. And what does it cost? And, and uh, you know, I know, uh, you know, some people say it doesn't matter what it costs. We got to do it. Well, you do have to figure out how much is going to impact the people that you're making the decisions for. So we see hot water heaters under threat of, uh, you know, being increased. And uh, I think the um, press secretary was asked about this, um, and she said, well, yeah, but you don't have to worry about it. It's not until 2029. <laughs> That's not a long ways off. Well, just die before then. You don't have to worry about <laughs> right. it. <laughs> so these are some of the things that d they really do affect um, what happens in the house that you live in, and if you're looking to build, it's going to affect how much it costs to build. And if you've ever been through this process, you know that the cost can be, you know, like, wow, I didn't know how to do that. I have to do that, too. Wow, I have to do that. So a lot of things are for our benefit, right? Rails on steps. That's for your benefit so you don't fall off and die, right? Yeah. So that's good. Smoke detectors, good. good. We can agree with these things. Yeah. Many of the things were like, you know, I can see that. Efficiency standards, I don't think are bad things. We just have to weigh uh, how is it going to affect. Do we have the technology to actually this thing to work right now? Or is this really pushing the envelope? Like, I don't know. We, we really can't expect this to, to work in the long run. So we're running up against the time. But 
this is a good topic for us, and uh, you can review this in your, your spare time. I'm sure you'd be thrilled to go through all the information we've discussed today. Well, just get online and start looking at regulatory It's things. probably not a good idea. Just, <laughs> probably you, not you a good just idea. just spend weeks reading all this stuff. <laughs> exactly. Good stuff. So hope you join us next week and join us online, uh, palmettorealestatepros.com. And um, maybe next week, Dawn will be with us. Um, I believe she was going to the West Coast to handle some things with uh, family and business this week. And uh, so, Dawn, if you're out there listening, we wish you safe travels and the best. And uh, remember to contact our sponsors that are listed there on our website at palmettorealestatepros.com. Great folks that you can use that make this show possible and uh, for us to be on air. And we appreciate their support and we would appreciate you to support them and uh, show them the love uh, also and we're over and out we'll see you next week till then have a great weekend admit it You've been woken out of a home improvement fever dream after an HGTV binge session and believed you could be a house flipper. Well, that dream is more realistic than you thought. Let the pros at the Palmetto Real Estate Group of SC guide you through the investment and rehab process. And let's make those dreams come true. Learn more at palmettoreg.com.